The Viable Group, Inc. is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Centers for Disease Control and or any other government agency. Welcome to the three big questions of retirement with Tim Brown of The Viable Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Tim provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here with the answers to your financial questions is Tim Brown. Welcome to the three big questions of retirement. My name is Tim Brown from the Viable Group. And as you know, the three big questions of retirement are, is my money in the right place? Will my nest egg help me maintain my lifestyle once I retire? What happens to my family when something happens to me? Those are really timeless questions. And today we're going to deal with a timely topic protecting your retirement in the COVID-19 economy. We're all thinking about tightening our budget, reducing our monthly bills, but at the same time, there are measures you can take right now to better protect your retirement. Before we get into it, I want to bring in my co-host to the show, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing? Well, Tim, I'm doing great. It's great to be here with you once again, and I've had a good week. Uh, my family and I are uh, really, you know, enjoying the the spring weather and uh, going for walks, things like that. But I've been busy too, uh, doing a lot of recording, and I've been looking forward to doing the show with you today. I mean, I think it's going to be a really good one. Now, how have you been? Are you keeping busy over there? Or are you still talking to a lot of people during this time? We are still talking to people. We are seeing people on a limited basis. We're doing a lot of uh, remote meetings, a lot of virtual meetings. We've been incredibly busy. There's been very active times in the market, and because of that, uh, we are in constant communication with our clients. So, yeah, it's been very, very good. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And uh, it, it's been it's been getting a little warm, hasn't it? Yeah, we are. We're just flirting with the hundreds. So yeah, yeah already. Yeah, yeah. Welcome um, to Texas in the summer. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I mean, I think they're. You know, we're living in interesting times right now, obviously, and I can't recall experiencing anything remotely similar to what we're currently facing, Tim. At this moment, millions of moms and dads out there are serving as. Uh, de facto school teachers for their kids. And nobody was expecting that just a few, you know, nobody was expecting any of this a few months ago. And I think it's good to talk about this and your finances. And hopefully uh, you'll offer up some ideas that are going to help our listeners feel maybe less stressed about their personal finances during this time. And that'll help. Yeah, it should really help. Uh, you know, these are times, as you said, it's kind of an economic crisis. So what we want to look at is we want to tighten our budget, we want to avoid wasteful spending, and we want to weather the current economic crisis. So if we do those things, then we can make sure it, it prepares us to embrace investing in the other economic opportunities once the economy 
begins to turn around. So I think a great place to start is really with an article from CNBC, Five Ways to Trim Your Monthly Expenses Right Now. And Tony, just so you know, about 61% of Americans say that they've already been affected by the pandemic. Oh, yeah, I believe it. Yeah. And if you look a little deeper, about 45% of the poll respondents said that their partner or them had lost their job, and 37% say their work hours have been reduced. So everybody's worried about these things. Everybody's worried about covering their bills right now. Uh, Yeah, everybody is. I mean, obviously, uh, it's a concern for a lot of folks out there. And I think these numbers you're giving us, they're pretty stark, Tim, uh, in terms of what millions of Americans out there are facing. And many of my family members and friends and colleagues and even neighbors uh, are going through some anxious and difficult times. So what's the first piece of advice you have? What is the biggest part of our lives in 2020? subscriptions. You know, you got Netflix, you got Amazon Prime, you got all that stuff, Pandora, Spotify, streaming platforms for TV and music, streaming platforms for news sites, food delivery services, you name it, we are living in the age of subscriptions. And if you listed out all of your subscriptions, you'd probably find there's a couple of them that could go. And if you really listed them all out, you might even realize, oh my gosh, I forgot I was even subscribed to that service for $4.99 a month. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. I have a lot of, you know, it's funny you mentioned that uh, we have just a ton of them. You know, all the different, you know, Disney Plus, Netflix, uh, I think we have Hulu, and then we have our main streaming service because we don't even use cable anymore. We use a streaming service. And then we have some magazine uh, subscriptions and, you know, for online newspaper subscriptions. And, you know, we have our music site subscription. So it goes on and on. And the kids have their Xbox Live or their gaming subscriptions. And sometimes you lose track, right? I mean, uh, obviously, uh, you know, I think about how long that list is. You know, we probably need to prioritize, you know, look at what we like best and enjoy the most or use most often and then trim some of that excess, right? Yeah. So here's what you do. Make a list. How are you paying for this stuff? Some of them just hit your credit card. Some of them hit your bank account. Make a list of them. Determine which ones are important to you, which ones you really need, which ones you don't need. And then once you've done that, go ahead and contact them and say, you know what? I'm out of the game. I'm out of the game. I'm out of the game. You'll be surprised how much money you'll save every month. Oh, yeah. I believe it can be be huge. Now, uh, you were going to talk about something, um, uh, you know, another way to save some money is negotiating your bills. You had mentioned that to me before the show. I mean, how can you negotiate your bills, though? I mean, a bill is a bill, right? You have to pay what you owe each month. Well, there's some of us that have bills that can't be negotiated and some of our bills can be negotiated. You know, there's three places that I'm going to tell you about. You might look at your cable bill. You might look at your cell phone plan. You might look at your auto insurance coverage. That's three areas where you might be able to squeeze out some savings. Ah, okay. So fair enough. So what's the best way to go about negotiating these bills? You know, some people are going to hesitate when I tell you this, 
But to be able to negotiate those bills, you're going to have to work the phones. You're going to have to talk to a real human being. Talking to another person who works for the company where you're trying to get your negotiation started will prove to be more effective than just sending in an email or filling out a form on a website. So you've got to get involved and get prepared. Once you're connected to another person, be clear and be direct about what you want. For example, if you know one of their competitors is offering the same product or service and maybe discounting it, let them know you're prepared to make a switch. Well, and it seems like if you've been a loyal customer for a long time, they're probably going to be inclined to figure out a way to keep your business, right? Yeah, loyalty means a lot. It really means a lot, and you can really draw on that. But don't dismiss the fact that also sometimes newer customers have a lot of power. You see, if you're a relatively new customer, the company knows that if they're willing to find some common ground on your request, especially if you're someone who's been paying their bills promptly and things like that, then they might earn your loyalty for the foreseeable future. And in the economy that we're in right now, Tony, everybody, everybody wants to keep their customers and their clients happy. Well, yeah, and I've also seen a number of ads from companies in a variety of industries promoting the fact that they're willing to work with customers who have been directly affected by COVID-19. So it seems like if you fall into that camp, it's definitely worth noting during your conversation when you call to negotiate your bill, right? Oh, absolutely. And here's two areas, uh, two two types of companies you might want to take a look at. Auto insurance companies have been particularly aggressive in promoting their various responses to COVID-19. Even some of them are saying, hey, we're touting refunds and mortgage companies. And if you think about it, Tony, mortgages are a big amount of our monthly expenses. Mortgage companies are offering an awful, a great amount of relief right now. So companies are realizing If they work with you, make you feel valued during these unprecedented times like you were talking about, that you're going to stick with them and you'll be able to get your budget down the way you want it. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's really important. Now, our time is almost up for this first segment, Tim. Is there anything you want to add before we take a quick break? Yeah. Go through your personal finances, find ways to save a little money, be able to sit there at the end of the day and say, you know what? I did what I could do. I'd also like to tell people, give us a call. You can reach us at 210-824-1750. You can go to our website, theviablegroup.com. There's a lot of good information on there, links to past radio shows, links to surveys, really good education on our website. All right. Thanks, Tim. And listeners, we'll be right back with more about how you can streamline your budget in this challenging economy here on the three big questions of retirement with our host, Tim Brown. The ups and downs of the stock market can be exciting, but not if you're near or in retirement. Predictable returns may not be exciting, but your needs tends to change later in life. When you are ready for a relatively more predictable financial plan, call the Viable Group. We focus on crafting effective financial strategies. You can get your adrenaline rush elsewhere. Give our office a call at 210 824-1750 824-1750 or visit us at theviablegroup.com. And welcome back to the three big questions of retirement. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and our host is Tim Brown. And Tim, 
Great show so far today. You've been talking about ways that we can tighten our budget and reduce spending as we all seek to navigate our way through this really unique and somewhat difficult economy right now and economic circumstances for a lot of people. And I think this is a good conversation to have anytime, but it, it feels especially relevant right now. What do you have next for us? Well, you know, we were talking about getting on the phone and, and talking to people um, when you're trying to negotiate your bills, but here's what you need to have. You need to have courage. Don't be afraid to switch providers if it makes economic sense to do so. If you can't make any headway negotiating your rates down with an insurance company or with a cell phone provider, shop around. I'll give you an example. If you have an unlimited plan with some of the big providers, Verizon, AT&T, or your, and your phone's paid off, you might look at a budget carrier like, say, Cricket or someone like that. They utilize the Verizon and AT&T networks, but they offer much cheaper rates. So switching could cut your bill, I don't know, by as much as 50% or so. Wow. Well, and you know, I guess I've always assumed the big name carriers are maybe a bit more expensive, but it sounds like the difference can be extreme and, and actually be worthwhile. Yeah, it's worthwhile. Let me give you an example. Verizon charges in the ballpark of $70 a month for us unlimited plan. And there can be additional fees and taxes on top of that $70 a month. You go to a lesser known company, again, if your phone is paid off, and they may charge around $40 a month for unlimited plan. And that includes all the fees and all the taxes that are tacked onto your normal bill. Wow. Well, and I would imagine that same logic could be applied to how much we're paying for things like cable and internet. Uh, or streaming services. I mean, even though it's not exact, uh, it applies, you know, it's not apples to apples uh, because there are fewer cable and internet providers out there to switch between. Yeah, you know, we'll talk about um, internet providers, but with cable, particularly around here, we have two big cable providers, and you can be very successful getting either better service or better pricing by playing off the two big cable providers against themselves. It gets a little trickier with internet providers, but you're on the right track. If you live in an area that has more than one internet provider, you should definitely consider making a switch. If your current provider isn't willing to work with you to lower your bill, you can take advantage of introductory rates for new customers from the competition. Well, and I like this topic, uh, good stuff, because you're offering practical solutions here. If you combine a couple of these ideas, you might really find yourself with more cash in your bank account at the end of each month. Uh, what's the next nugget you have for us? You know, Tony, interest rates. Putting a little sweat equity into lowering your credit card interest rates can have a truly profound effect on your overall financial status. Let me give you some numbers here. Let's say you have a $1,000 balance on a credit card with an 18% interest rate. If you take a couple years to pay that off, you're paying about $200 in interest. If you just got it lowered from 18% to 16%, you would save over $25. You'd only pay about $175. So 
you need to understand, everyone out there needs to understand, interest rates are historically low. And now would be a really good time to check out your credit card interest rates and get those negotiated downward. Yeah. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I think that's really important. And to paraphrase Benjamin Franklin, that 25 bucks saved is 25 bucks earned, right? Yeah. <laughs> so with inflation, <laughs> Ben Franklin's <laughs> quote, we can change it from a penny to about $25. Now, how should we go about broaching interest reduction with the credit card company? How do you actually do that, though? Well, let's start with loyalty. So let's start with your oldest card first, because that likely means you've been their customer for some time. Now, if you've got multiple cards, you might want to go to the biggest one or sink an interest rate reduction with all of them, but you might have more success working with a company that you've been using the longest. Don't just pick up the phone and start dialing. Do the legwork first. Take a close look at your payment history. If you've been consistently making on-time payments for a number of years, there's evidence that you should lean on during a phone conversation. Yeah, I think for a lot of people, the idea of calling up their credit card company for a chat sounds about as pleasant as stubbing their toe, right? I mean, but it's clear from what you've already told us, these types of conversations, even though they might be unpleasant, can absolutely keep more money in your pocket. Well, they can, Tony, and they are a little bit unpleasant, but more and more people are going to be doing it, and all the credit card companies, all the auto insurance companies, they know that. So they're well worth it if you do the work, you work hard for a week, and you go, wow, I'm going to be saving an extra couple hundred bucks this month and every month thereafter. So beyond just researching your own payment history, check out what the competition is doing. What are similar credit cards offering for the moment? You're going to see a lot of low introductory annual percentage rates. You're going to see some 0% annual percentage rates periods to entice people to switch. So when you speak to your credit card company, make sure they know you're aware of what everybody else is offering in the business and that you're willing to make a switch if you need be. Here's the number. According to the Federal Reserve, the average credit card interest rate is about 16%. Focus on getting your rates down. Remember, interest rates are lower than they've ever been historically, and now's the time for you to take advantage of that. So, Motley Fool did an article, Three Ways to Protect Your Retirement from the Coronavirus Pandemic, and it spells it out pretty neatly. Yeah, and I'm excited to talk about this. It's going to hit close to home for a lot of us or many of our listeners out there. So what's the first thing someone can do to better protect their retirement right now? Well, let's put this in context. If you're years or decades away from retirement, this economic downturn shouldn't be a cause from concern. The market always goes up and it always goes down and it corrects itself. Even if we see a recession, we've all lived through recessions before. And chances are, if you've got years or decades away, your retirement's not going to be significantly affected. But it'd be a great time to reach out to your financial services professional and talk about beefing up your investments. But if your retirement is on the horizon, if it isn't too far off and your investments have taken a hit, there are a few things you can do to protect yourself. 
Well, and that's good to know. So is don't panic one of the things you're going to mention? <laughs> yeah, you know, I've mentioned that myself, and I'm yeah. sure everybody has heard don't panic over the last few weeks. So it's a really good policy when it comes to our finances, but it what we're going to talk about right now is retirement age. Consider the possibility of adjusting your retirement age a bit if need be. First of all, if you still if you're close to retirement but you still enjoy your job, work another year or two. Why? It'll help your company that you work for. It'll help your employer because they depend upon your experience and it will certainly help your financial situation. While the stock market is a good way to earn money for retirement, it's not perfectly safe as we all know. So even if you have a strong retirement strategy and you know when you want to retire, the market has the ability to postpone that for a year or two. So if your retirement savings have been hard hit by the economy, work a little bit longer, maybe one or two years, and that will help you get your finances in order before you retire. Yeah, and the reality of delaying retirement would probably be disappointing for a lot of listeners out there, but I think in many cases it might be the smart move. So what's next? Well, the next piece of advice is don't hastily sell your stocks or cash out of your retirement accounts. When the economy's in disarray, it's really tempting to say, sell it all, put me in CDs, put me in a money market fund, or liquidate your retirement because you're worried the market's just going to keep getting worse and you want to prevent even more losses. But many cases, such a move can be a really costly mistake. If you take money out of your 401k or if you take money out of your traditional IRA and it doesn't matter what your age is, you're going to have to pay income taxes on that money. And that means more tax liability. So we don't want to do that. So if you do have that sense of panic, you're throwing away, not just you're getting higher tax rates or higher tax bills, but you're throwing away any chance for potential gains once the market has recovered. And I don't know if you've been noticing, Tony, but the market has recovered from where we were in mid-March. It has. It has. And it'll be interesting to see where it goes with everything that's going on. Uh, but And don't let your emotions get too high or low, right? I mean, a lot of people let their emotions uh, influence their financial decisions. And that's why they need to be working with a financial professional like yourself, uh, to really help guide them and get professional advice on what to do during this time. I mean, market rough patches are just part of the deal. Um, so you have to ride it out and keep your wits about you. What's the last tip you have for us though, when it comes to protecting our retirement? Well, you remember question number one, is my money in the right place? You should reconsider your asset allocation as you move forward. As the closer you get to retirement, you probably should be adjusting your asset allocation downward so that more of your money is conservatively invested and less of your money should be in the more volatile vehicles like stocks. You have to decide what it is I'm trying to do. Am I trying to build an income? There are great income strategies out there. There are great tools out there to build your retirement income. And there's some great products out there that will help you build your retirement income. And we're very familiar with them. So you want to make adjustments 
while the market has recovered, while the economy is still showing some signs of life. You never know just how bad things are going to get or when the next recession is going to pop up. So it's time to protect your money if you're close to retirement before it happens. So go through your investments, make sure you're properly diversified, make sure that your money matches your risk tolerance, make sure that your money is working to achieve your financial goals. Risk tolerance, I mentioned that. You want your assets allocated with what you expect your retirement lifestyle to be. The way we do that is through the color of money risk analysis. You can find it if you just go to our website, theviablegroup.com. All right. Well, our time is up for today's show. This has been a great episode. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Yes. I want people to give us a call, 210-824-1750. We can meet with you in person. We can meet with you virtually. We can meet with you by uh, pretty much any manner that you work. And I want people to go to the website theviablegroup.com or give us a phone call 210-824-1750. Thank you for listening to the three big questions of retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Tim Brown at The Viable Group. Call 210-824-1750 or visit them online at theviablegroup.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by The Viable Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor in the state of Texas. Insurance products and services are offered through Viable Strategies, Inc. The Viable Group, Inc. and Viable Strategies, Inc. are affiliated companies. The Viable Group, Inc., Viable Strategies, Inc., and Tim Brown are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.